Do you believe in aliens? When we were in Marfa, Texas, we saw something we couldn't explain. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Welcome to the Travel FOMO podcast. I'm Jamin Houghton, and I'm here with my co-host and wife, Hillary. Hi. We're in the middle of our Cities in the States season, and in this episode, we're trying to explain the unexplainable, the Marfa Lights. That's right. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. I love Marfa. And if you guys missed last week's episode, you will want to go back and check it out. We talked about Salida, Colorado, and technically it might not technically be considered a city. And if you're going by the book, uh, today's episode is not actually about a city either. In (laughs) fact, um, it's a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Population is a little over 1800 people. Um, A hub of activity during World War II. There was a big military base there that like that then shut down after the war and so was kind of kind of abandoned but a really cool town that then was discovered by a lot of artistic people some money from even outside of texas like new york city like got put in there so now there's art galleries and it makes it just this really kind of interesting kitschy cool place in the middle of nowhere texas yeah it's so distinctive i really love it and in my mind it's all art everything about this place is artistic. The buildings themselves have been remodeled in really artistic ways. Um, some, the food is artistic. Um, some of the buildings are intentionally made to look really run down on the outside. So you kind of drive through and you think you're just looking at a bunch of shacks. Yeah, It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside, they're remodeled and they're really cool, really posh in some instances. Um, and anyway, they, some of them have murals on the side of the building it's pretty interesting it's a very photogenic place to be yeah really cool place but before we jump in uh do take a minute to subscribe uh, to the travel fomo podcast from wherever you're listening that way you get those notifications when every episode comes out yeah so jamin set the scene for us tell us about marfa texas so uh, we had heard about Marfa from some people. Marfa is like one of those things that if, if you live in Texas, you kind of hear about Marfa mm-hmm. and it's like whispered, uh, like there's a Prada store there and like this really cool hotel, but no one like really knows where it is, like what it is or yeah. where it is. It's kind of like a speakeasy that is a town. So you've got to like go there to get there. Yes, yes, exactly. It is very much like that, isn't it? It's very much the kind of place where you have to go um, with the intent of going there or else there's no reason you'd go there. No. uh -uh. Um, It's just, it's way out there in the middle of nowhere. And it is also, like you were saying, it's very much, um, you hear about it from a friend of a friend, you know, somebody who may have been there and Generally, when people say it, they go, oh, yeah, yeah. You hear everyone go, oh, Marva, yeah, yeah. But nobody's really been. Right. Yeah. So it's it that thing that, funny. like, everyone knows about. Like, oh, yeah, it's out there, but no one's ever been there themselves. Yes. And we drove from Dallas. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to drive out into the middle of nowhere. So um, we ended up in Midland, Texas for lunch. And I, you know, 
I had been through Midland. I'd been through Midland, but didn't really remember much about it. We were looking for a place to eat. And we ended up finding this really great barbecue spot downtown. And we just loved it. It was so great. phenomenal. Yeah, it was so good. It was called uh, Johnny's Barbecue. Yes. Um, It's in downtown Midland. So if you are driving through the middle of nowhere in Texas, and you hit up Midland, you should try out Johnny's Barbecue. There's some good food out there for sure. And um, I mean, everything was good. There was the brisket, the sausage, the turkey, the chopped barbecue, the cream corn, the toast. Like, they were friendly, good management. It was yeah. fun. Well, being, being a Texan, um, when you go to a new barbecue spot, you are obligated by state law to try a little of everything that there is, which is what we did. Yeah, um, every time we yeah, ever eat barbecue. Anytime that you go anywhere new that there's a barbecue place, like you have to try it all mm-hmm. because yeah. it's important to know what's good and what's not. And everything there was good. So if it's barbecue and you like it, uh, go to Johnny's Downtown Midland and they'll hook you up. And when we, so we roll into town and we finally get there after driving and driving and driving, you're in the middle of nowhere and you finally get there and to Marfa. To Marfa. Yes. Yeah, to Marfa. And we roll in and we found like the place where we were going to stay, which was the Thunderbird Motel. And it was, it was super cool. It, um, kind of a retro motel, yeah. like all the doors are on the outside and, you know, you kind of park around. It's a U-shaped building with like basically a courtyard and pool kind of in the middle, but it was super retro, but really cool. Like definitely a vibey kind of place. Mm-hmm. A lot of like mesquite and scrub bushes like in the courtyard, which was cool. They had actually several fire pits. Oh yeah. That was and like nice. little areas where you could sit and, and the wood was provided and Yeah, like they had like little starter kits and everything there, so you could just kinda chill and and have a little fire which was really cool especially it, at night like yeah. it gets a little cool and surprisingly cool for that far yeah south. i was a little surprised too uh, at how cool the temperature got we went in late october so it was it was actually halloween it was we there. Yeah. oh i forgot fun yeah so it was a little sterile in that mm-hmm. like every room well Every, I say every room. We only, I only saw our room. So right. um, I assume they didn't give us the one room that's like this. But <laughs> it was a, like a concrete square. Yeah. Basically. Very industrial. Very industrial. No art on the walls. No real furniture other than the bed. No rugs on the floor. Yeah. So very, very industrial. That's a good word for it. And like a concrete box which was really interesting too because they like they charged us a $50 non-refundable deposit because we brought our dog and I was like because she might pee on your concrete floor like what on earth could she possibly do to this concrete box right Maggie like Maggie cost us 50 extra bucks to uh to stay and I was kind of the same way I was like well even if she which she doesn't shed, but even if she was a dog that sheds like crazy, you're going to sweep the f- the floor anyway. Right. There's no rugs. There's nothing f- like there's nothing to be ruined by a dog running around in here. So I didn't really get that either. But yeah. that like it was so strange. And like all of the concrete made for a super weird like sleeping experience. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Because 
the air conditioner, it's not like heat and air, like it's not central heat and air. It's basically a window unit. Yeah. Like, and so the air conditioner would kick on and the fan would blow and it sounded like an industrial strength fan. And so it would like blow and blow and blow and just like echo through the room. And then it would shut off and it would be completely, totally dead silent. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're in the middle of nowhere. Right. You can't hear a thing. It's like really, really quiet. Yeah. And so like air conditioner kicks on and then boom, dead quiet. And then a train comes by (laughs) and then boom, dead quiet. Yep. At one point, like Maggie stands up on the bed and barks in like the concrete room. Everything's concrete. There's nothing to absorb sound. So everything just just as magnified it echoed in this little box. It's like she like barked into a microphone. Oh, yeah. And then like back to dead quiet. So all night long, you're like, oh, crazy sound. And then like quiet just over and over and over again all night long. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of options, actually, to stay there. Airbnbs, um, El Cosmico is like a really cool place that. Yes, I still want to stay there. And it's so it has like all the options for you to stay. It's an RV park. So if you have an RV, you can stay there. I think they have tent camping sites as well. Yeah. You can also they have like permanent RVs there on location that you can rent out. Um, they have teepees that you can rent a lot of really cool stuff. We actually tried to get, yeah, yurts. We tried to get a teepee. The whole place was booked the weekend that we went. Um, there was a special event. And so like we couldn't get in. I really wanted to do a teepee while we were there, but it just didn't work out. But so definitely hit that place up. Um, and some of those have like fire pits inside them. I think it might be the yurts or the teepees. They mm -hmm. have a fire pit. And then it's open air right above the fire pit. So it just kind of like all of the smoke just kind of goes up through that center hole. And you have basically have a like a centerpiece as a like a fire pit in the middle of your room, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. And that just the place in general looks like a lot of fun. You can tell like they bring out food trucks and just have a good time out there. And yeah, well, super and it's, laid like, back. it's such a big like compound. And it just looks like a great place to go, especially if you have like if you have a, a group that you're going with mm-hmm. and everybody can oh, kind of hit fun. their deal. Like it would be a lot of fun to be there with uh, with a little group of people. But um, a bunch of other great there's an Airstream RV resort there Yeah. Um, with a bunch of Airstreams that, that you can rent out the kind of like streams. an Airbnb. Yeah, nice like they're super nice. Um, Hotel St. George, like kind of close to downtown, looks posh, really new. The Lincoln um, Hotel Paisano, I think, is probably the coolest place. Mm-hmm. I haven't been there, but you'd been before and stayed there. Oh, my goodness. I love that place. And we tried to get in there because yeah. we wanted to stay there. I, I wanted you so badly to get to stay there with me. Um, I, I can't, you know, is it Hotel Paisano or Hotel Passiano? I, don't I think know. it's. I th- I think it's Passiano, but I I think I always say it wrong because I fall on like the Italian Paisano, and but I think this is more the Spanish Passiano. Oh yes, I'm more Spanish, so I'm yeah, just that's what it is. <laughs> um, so the reason we couldn't stay there this time is because it was closed due to a wedding. Somebody 
basically bought the whole hotel out, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. which would be a dream wedding. That's I must cool. say it's really cool. So I stayed there back in March of 2020 and it was right after the whole world was shutting down due to COVID. So kind of a unique experience. The mm. whole, the whole town of Marfa was just, it really felt like a ghost town, even more so than this tiny town usually feels. Um, the hotel itself is very old Hollywood. Um, and actually, they did used to have stars from Hollywood come and film out in this part of Texas. And they used to stay in that hotel. And so famous people like James Dean stayed there, yeah. um, which is kind of just fun. It's it's pretty cool. They got pictures, too, of, of these famous people there. And um, it's also haunted. Yay! Oh, which you love. We know that I love that. And so, <laughs> um, and of course, I was staying by myself. I had Maggie with me, but um, I was a little creeped out because that's how I roll. And um, <laughs> I'll never forget <laughs> arriving to the hotel that night. And, you know, it's really late at that point. It's like 11 something at night. And um, I walk past, you know, there's this courtyard area. Whenever you go up to the front, you basically have to walk through this courtyard area and this fountain that's all lit up at night. And I entered into the lobby and it's all very Art Deco, Spanish style. Um, all the floors are tile. Some of the walls are tile. Like it's very ornate mm -hmm. as well. Um, and there was nobody at the front desk just like you imagine in an old haunted hotel and i rang the bell on the counter i'm not even kidding there was an, a silver bell and i like ding i like rang the little bell <laughs> and this really eccentric that's the best word to describe him this old man comes out and he walks out real slowly and he like writes down my name in this book and, and you didn't find out till the next day that there's not an old man that works there. Oh, it was so crazy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. God, that's a better story. Let's tell that story. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he like literally opens up this massive book and he writes my name down in the ledger and writes down my room number and the date. And he just kind of like documents like this is like the record. And then he hands me this key. It is an actual key. And I've got a photo of it still because I thought it was so cool. Um, I'll have to put that on social media. And he was really a, like a dog lover. So as soon as I brought in Maggie, he like, oh, he just thought she was awesome. And so he was like giving her treats and trying to get her to jump up on the counter and stuff. And um, <laughs> it was so cute. So then he points me to the room and, you know, I go up these stairs to this room. And um, it was just the coolest. The, the room itself was so cool because I got one that had like these French doors that opened up to this patio and the patio walls were like these cement walls that were really high so you couldn't see over them and it had this great you know it was just really charming and it had a uh, fire pit not a fire pit a fireplace um, that was built into these cement oh, walls cool. and stuff. It was really, really cool. Um, I highly recommend it. I basically you know they have like the firewood and everything you need and so 
I lit the fire and I let it burn. I let it burn all night. It was amazing. <laughs> and I opened up those French doors and I just like let the cold air come in and the whole room filled up with smoke. And I didn't even care. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is so great. This campfire smell. Um, but the hotel itself, it's so charming. I had to walk around it that night, even though it was like so late. I had to go check it out um, because the hotel name is like, it's got this. It's all like in lights it's and really cool. yeah. yeah, it's just really, really well done. And um, there's a charming little shop inside the hotel where you can buy different little things. I think there's a couple different shops. Um, there's clothes you can buy, but then there's also just like really unique gifts that you can get for people. Um, and it's really dog friendly. And I loved that the rooms are old enough that they don't really care too much. And so I was able to bring Maggie and, um, and the enclosed patio was just, I mean, by far, like, I wish I could have stayed longer. It was awesome. Yeah, I was, we, you know, we went by and went in the shops when we were there. But yeah. I was really bummed that we couldn't, that we couldn't get in. Yeah. Um, that stinking wedding that was going on that weekend. I know, we should have crushed that wedding. We should have, actually. We should have just rolled with them. And, well, I mean, we should have for everything, really, because it, when it came to, like, trying to, get a place to eat like we so we're driving into town and i'm calling around trying to make reservations uh to find us a place to stay or to eat and a couple of the places that i called were like no we're closed for a private event for the weekend yeah yeah like whole places shut down just like the hotel was so several of the places we wanted to eat were like no private or for the weekend so i don't know who was getting married there. They must have been important. Yeah, they must have been super important. And we definitely should have crashed the wedding. I think if you're that big a wedding that you're like shutting down hotels and you're shutting down restaurants and stuff, you know that there's a ton of guests and we could have just like slipped in and we're like, oh yeah, we're, you know, Uncle Fred. I don't think we brought the right attire because we did Mm. see some people headed to that wedding and they were pretty yeah they were pretty fancy we weren't we weren't ready for that Mm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that was the real bummer because there were so many places that we wanted to check out in terms of like food and um dinner and yeah like i know we like we tried to get into jet's grill which is tar which is part of the hotel Mm -hmm. Pasiano and um uh, the Sentinel was another one that we wanted to get in and it was closed. Um, Convenience West was like a barbecue spot and it like it was only open for like certain hours. And so we kind of missed our window there. Yeah, it's a kind of a tricky place to get meals. Well, it is so small that when an event like that closes down several places then all of a sudden like you're really limited yeah so you're kind of limited to begin with and then for us that weekend it became like really scarce yes. to like try to find spots but we went to the water stop for dinner mm-hmm. um and it, like really cool vibes yeah like, cocktails were good mm-hmm. food was fine mm-hmm. like like nothing wrong with it but it wasn't anything to write home about but it was like definitely a, a cool place like yeah. very vibey yeah and um great weather too i will say like yeah. anytime i've been there only been there twice to marfa but um the weather's been great i imagine it gets crazy hot during the middle of the summer mm, just from point. where it is noted but uh 
But other than that, and I mean, if you're going in the middle of the summer, you're going to kind of expect that. Yeah. So, and those like those West Texas towns in the middle of summer, you know, it's going to be hot and you just kind of, it's that, it's that deserty kind of feel. So you just sort of embrace it and it's fine. And those hotels have those cool pools and stuff like that. So they're still like fun things to do. People, I've seen lots of, you know, people hanging out by the pools and their Instagram photos and like, oh, that's fun. Yeah. I don't think there's really a bad time of year to, to go to Marfa. So yeah, it would be, it would be pretty cool. And, uh, but we were there Halloween we were oh my goodness and i had forgotten so we were there halloween night um we ended up at planet marfa um and we had some drinks and um kind of like took part in their halloween festivities which is (laughs) so funny because we didn't know you know we just like it was one of the first times ever that since you've known me that i haven't actually celebrated halloween because i freaking love it i when we were packing i I had just assumed that you'd forgotten that it was Halloween and that's why costumes weren't, or wasn't there wasn't a box of costumes getting packed and I just didn't mention it. Oh my goodness. I love Halloween. Um, So I really got a kick out of being at Planet Marfa because even though we weren't dressed up, I still got to like experience Halloween. This whole place was so eccentric Um, and there were no generational boundaries it was just this melting pot of people all different ages all different types um then the kind of like they would play music they would like play um latino hispanic music and then the very next song would be like it would just or country music and then it would be like r&b and then it'd be like i mean it was just this crazy mishmash of stuff well the whole the whole place, the whole experience, I feel like, was that way. Because the place, yeah. to begin with, it's like a circular bar in the very middle. Yeah. And there's, like, there's a an old school bus is one part of it where there's a seating section. There's, there's a, a teepee and yeah. this underground spot where, like, this teepee where the, the ground underneath it is dug out. So you go underground as you're going inside a teepee, if you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And then there's this lounge area down there. Um, yeah, there was a bus. You go to the bar. The, the bar is a tiki hut. And then it's got a winding staircase that takes you up above it where you can kind of hang out on a second level of the tiki yeah, hut. Yeah, there's like a little balcony up there. Yeah. And like a dance floor. And so like the place, the place itself is sort of a mishmash. And it's a mishmash things. of buildings too. Like you said, there's a bus, but then there's like... Um, a room off on one side with these French doors that close, but you could also open them up to the courtyard area. And it's like all these different rooms kind of come together to open up to this courtyard. It was so odd, but it was really fun. And ping pong tables, dance floor in the middle of everything. It was, um, and of course it was Halloween. So they, it almost looked like this giant spider web that everyone's like dancing inside it was weird and um and then there was this costume contest that was cracking me up because it was hosted by this old man and he had this like really white beard and a bandana or something like that i don't i that's uh, that's the thing i spent the whole night trying to decipher whether or not he was in costume or if that was just like his look i know i couldn't tell either i would 100 percent believe either one either one yeah i mean and he 
he's basically like the DJ, the costume contest host. He's like also maybe the owner of the bar. He looks like he could be Willie Nelson's dad. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so crazy. And he had the best time, and it was it was so fun. You could tell, like, it was just, it was really refreshing, too, because people just didn't care. You could just yeah. tell people didn't care. Yeah. And there wasn't as much, like, um, you know, just, like, worrying about, like, what you look like and who you're talking to or anything like that. It's, like, people just, yeah, everybody's right. friends with everybody. and Yeah, a crazy mix of people. And it was, it definitely wasn't a, there's nobody there that could feel like they didn't belong. Yeah. Because there's all kinds of people. Yeah. So, like, it. It's either, it's either no one belonged or everyone belongs. Yeah, it, exactly. It was that kind of a place. It was, it was pretty cool. It was cool, and I would say that probably almost hundred percent of everybody, except except for us, were they were local. I think you're right. Yeah. It really, really felt like that. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone else was at that wedding. Yeah. Like I think all, so the, too. all the other out of towners were at the wedding. I really do. Just us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I really want to tell you about this great new thing that I found. Every time I bring it on a trip, I am so glad that I did. It saves me money, it makes life easier, and I'm honestly, I'm better looking because of it. The only problem is I haven't found it yet. So if your product can make our lives better, let's talk because we want to know and we want to share. Okay, so we still have two huge pieces of our story that mm -hmm. we need to tell people about. So we've got to get to this. Okay. So which one are you going to tell first? So first we're going to talk about Prada Marfa. Okay. okay. And then we're going to let you guys in on the Marfa lights, which is ultimately what a lot of people think of when they think of Marfa. Yeah. So, but first, Prada Marfa. Okay, so a lot of people go out to this Prada store that exists um, outside of Marfa, and it's well known for uh, people taking amazing photos there. It's kind of crazy because it's a Prada store literally out in the middle of the desert, um, and so that's fun. Um, I had, it's actually, you'd be surprised how heavily trafficked it is. So if you are headed out there and you want to get a good photo, you should probably be prepared to be patient because people drive by a lot. People will park <laughs> right in front of it. And so in terms of, um, really getting photos, you kind of have to like be patient and take your time. But, um, I would say try early in the morning, actually. If that were me. Yeah. Yeah, it, I I was kind of surprised about that because you do see like all the Instagram and stuff. Like it's everyone out there, like Prada Marfa, middle of nowhere. I'm the only person out here, except there's like ten people waiting yes. in line to be the only to person take a photo. out there. I know. Yeah, so funny. And it's um, what surprised me too is it's not really a store. It's kind of like a storefront. So like a window front store, like right. where it's, you can kind of, yeah, I mean, it's not they, really open every time, anytime I've been there. No, like it's clearly just, yeah, like you said, a window front, like they have product in there and I'm sure that they come out and like switch product out every once in a while, but you're not going there to, to buy anything. You're not going inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Yeah. They do have a fence um, that goes around it, and people bring locks and put they put a lock on you know the fence and stuff. Yes. So if you're swinging yeah. by, you might want to like put a lock up. Maybe a lock there. Yeah. Um, but so the real story though lies in how far away Prada Marfa is from Prada from. <laughs> Marfa. Yes. It's crazy. That's the real story. Okay, so it's really more... It's really closer... They should call it Prada Valentine because it's close to Valentine, Texas. Well, that's the thing. It's like we left Marfa and we had to drive through another town to get to Prada Marfa. Yeah. And this other town was like a hole in the wall. Like really small. And we're driving and... I start realizing that, like, oh, this is, like, a lot further away than I realized. Because last time I'd driven through, I was on my way. Like, I was on my way to Phoenix. So it's, like, you know, it seems close in the grand scheme of how long I'm going to drive that day. Right. But in this instance, it was, like, pretty far. And then we keep driving, keep driving, keep driving. I'm like, wow. And then we get to Valentine, and I'm like, okay, like, we're still not there yet. It's still going to be a while. So we get there, and then we have to get and you're in the middle of nowhere with in the middle of the desert mind you mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere and we're in the FJ cruiser and it guzzles gas and we're about out of it yeah so when we left when we left marfa i was thinking like oh it's probably like a like 10 15 minute drive out to this place and then back we'll be fine and then as we drive out I'm like, okay, this is further than I realized. Like, we're starting to get low on gas. But there are signs for this other town called Valentine. I'm sure we'll get to the store before we get to Valentine. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't, we'll stop and get gas in Valentine. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to go through Valentine to get to Prada Marfa. And there's no gas stations in Valentine. Ghost town. Yeah. Yeah. So driving back was very very stressful you could hear a pin drop like while we were driving like both of us were literally holding our breath and i literally we started having conversations about like okay so we run a lot now (laughs) and i've run a marathon and so literally once we got down to 26 miles i was like okay i've i can run 26 miles (laughs) (laughs) no i have not been training for a marathon so that's not really true but I literally was like, okay. And then it got down to like 13 miles. And I was like, okay, we both run a half marathon. Either one of us could do it if we needed to get to, if we needed to get back to Marfa and get gas, we could do that. Like we were literally thinking of how are we going to do this? I mean, I don't know how we made it back. I don't either. Because like the gas light came on and I was like, there's no way that we're making it back. And we roll into the gas station somehow back at Marfa and I like I've never been so glad to see a gas station and just so relieved yeah I couldn't tell if you were relieved or pissed (laughs) you were pretty mad or well no I don't think you were actually really mad I think you were just like real serious about like this kick this could be bad well i i was really concerned because it was the three of us like it's a highway in the middle of west texas like there's just a lot that could happen texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) hello yeah Yeah. 
to the like the strangers or like whatever yeah. that yeah all of that like all of those kinds of horror movies are like coming into my mind it's the desert and so i'm thinking like if we run out of gas i'm gonna have to pull over the side of the road and like leave you and maggie yeah in the in the fj while i walk to get gas and like who you know what how does that work like what's going on and like there's no real like cell phone reception out there so i'm thinking i have to leave you guys out there where you don't even have cell phone reception gosh that's true and all of that so i it was just very stressful and i was very glad to be back and now we'll never go on any excursions with like less than a full tank of gas ever ever again yeah we were literally thinking of all the things like we were totally prepared for okay we're about to run out of gas and here's what's going to happen because we were even talking about how okay we brought all our camping gear because we were after marfa we were going to go to big bend right yeah um and so we had an ice chest we had water Fortunately, we did, yeah. We had a tent. We literally could have survived on the side of the road if we needed to. So we were talking about like that because we absolutely planned to run out of gas. That's how bad it was. Yeah, I, I, was, I was almost sure. I was even to the point of like, well, I need to make sure that I don't like damage the engine. We're going to run out of gas mm-hmm. anyway. So I would rather stop. Right. You know, stop at five miles rather than at three and like just walk the rest of the way. But yeah. somehow we made it. Somehow we made it. We coasted in. And an interesting, fumes. interesting point about the story is that um, to differentiate how different our two personalities are is that in my vehicle, I know, I know how low I can go on gas because I test it every week. Yeah. Literally to the point that you're like, no, 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 no. Like holding my breath in Dallas traffic. And you had never at any point tested because that's just not like something you would do. Like, no, you shouldn't do that, you know? And I believe you shouldn't do that to your vehicle. But um, that we didn't know how far the FJ could go because that's not what yeah, you do. Yeah, we never never push those limits like um, I unnecessarily. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> okay, so that's on the west side of Marfa. And on the east side of Marfa is something that's a really big deal too, which is the Marfa Lights. Yes. So if you've been listening, you know how into like the paranormal that Hillary is. (laughs) I guess so, huh? Yeah. So there is a thing, a phenomenon. A phenomenon. In uh, in Marfa, just just outside of town, called the Marfa Lights, and it's these lights that appear in the sky, and not all the time kind of sporadically unpredictably and people aren't sure what they are like there's there's no real explanation for it some people want to say that it's cars off in the distance and things like that but the first time that they were reported ever seen was in the 1800s by a cowboy so there's no there's no cars there's no planes there's no satellites any of that back then and and, that's so fascinating right and they've been seen and that's just the first time that they were reported and even then it was such like it was such a prevalent thing that 
this cowboy who is riding out there, riding into town, sees these lights, asks about them. The next day they go out to see like, oh, are they campfires that were out there? Couldn't find anything. So that's the first known investigation into the Marfa lights that there's been. Subsequently, there have been researchers from universities, things like that, all kinds of people. There's all kinds of speculations as to what it is, if it's ghosts or aliens or some kind of natural phenomenon or cars or anything like that. So all kinds of theories, which of course you wanted to get up super early Mm -hmm. to go see the Marfa lights. And there's actually a rest stop there, like a nice rest stop with restrooms and like an observation area from where people most often see them. And I am a little more skeptical and (laughs) not as into the paranormal as you. So I was kind of like, I don't know that I want to get up. Early, right? Like we were getting up early. We get up at like four uh yeah maybe i think it was like four o'clock because you wanted to be out there by like 4 30 or 5 or something like that Mm, yeah it's pretty early so i was like okay hillary wants to do this so we're gonna go so it was so sweet when you got (laughs) i totally expected that i was just gonna wake up make myself some coffee and i was just gonna go do it and you got out of bed and I was like, wow, that is so nice. I know he doesn't want to do this with me. <laughs> well, like we, so we were, we were going to go do it. We we're going to go. And I, I was super skeptical. I was 1000% of the mindset that I'm going to bundle up. I'm going to go out here. We're going to sit in the dark <laughs> for like an hour and then like, once your board was sitting in the dark in the cold in the cold i'm going to convince you to like buy me a donut on the way back to the hotel so that i can sleep some more. <laughs> oh you never did get a donut no i didn't get a donut oh. but we got there and we got on the abs- on the observation area and it was just us out there yeah. now it's a there's a big like rest stop there so there were a few people like boondocking there a few like van lifers and stuff like that but we're the only ones out there on the observation area and we're looking out and we see there off in the distance there is a place where you can see a highway and you can see cars every once in a while but it's pretty obvious what they are then we notice a green light that would like flicker on and off and go from like green to red and then it would begin to move. It would dart around. It would hop around. On right. Us. It would like kind of hop around and move. And, but the movements were never consistent. Like you, you see when a satellite or a plane goes by and you see them like move and constantly be on a trajectory, but this would move and then it would move back and it would stay in place and then it would kind of go away. And then it would come back and keep in mind, I was completely and totally sure that we would see nothing, but I for sure saw these lights and I, I don't know what they are. I love hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) But you like, that was crazy. And you were so excited. 
Yeah. I honestly, like, I got a little worried when I realized that, like, you were like, oh, my gosh, look at that. Like, look at that. And the thing that was really crazy is whenever you said, okay, I'm going to tell you what I'm seeing and you tell me if this is what you're seeing, too. Yeah. And you started describing the light you were looking at. And I was like, yep. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just went to the right, like, real fast. And then it just did this real fast. And it just dipped down. and Right, because it's so far away. And it's really hard to see that you're like, okay, maybe I'm like, maybe I'm just staring at this one direction too long. Yeah. And so maybe it's not actually doing what I'm saying, but we took turns. Like I would be like, okay. And now, it now it just moved to the right. Yeah. Or now it just moved down mm-hmm. and you would say, yep. Yep. And you, and then you would like, you would go, okay, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to tell you, and you would see it do those things and I tried to record it on the camera which is like very low like quality obviously this is dark and all kinds of stuff but you can just hear in our voices I'm gonna have to put it on Instagram too I'm gonna have to share it you can hear in our voices that we're like did you just see that like it was just like oh my gosh like it was pretty crazy yeah it, it was and You can look into it. A lot of people have had a lot more intense experiences than what we had, but it it was something that I really don't, I really don't know what it was. So what do you think it was? Well, okay. So let me just also preface this with, there are a lot of other stories that are really different than ours. So this is the part where you try to convince me you're not crazy for what you're about to say that you think it is. No, this is where I let people make up their own decisions based on more information. Okay. (laughs) There is a podcast out there and it's called There's Something Out There. It's from Marfa Public Radio. And there is an episode on the Marfa Light. And there's this episode where they, um, these guys, Carlos and Drew, they talk about this road trip that they took. Um, and they hit Marfa. They hit Valentine, Texas, where we'd been. And they've got this experience that is just totally insane. It's more... They talk more about this light coming up right next to their vehicle, and it's it's pretty different than our experience, right? Because we, right. we look out, and we kind of saw that basic experience that most people did. But um, but there, people have had some really crazy experiences. I highly recommend that episode. It's really good. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, when we were looking out at all the lights, I say all the lights because there are different lights out there. And Mm -hmm. people talk about, you know, it's just cars on a road out there. Well, we can see that road and we can see those cars coming. Yeah, we definitely saw the cars on the road and can identify those. Yeah, Yeah. and and that's like, it was pretty obvious that like, that's not what this is. Right. Um, And why would car lights be green and then red and then all these different colors? And so that just felt like that's just not it. Um, I, okay, so what I think... Mm-hmm. What I think, I think it's a UFO. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> unidentified in my mind. So I'm gonna say, it's a UFO, and I'm comfortable. <laughs> I'm comfortable not being able to explain everything in this world. And so, that's where. What? Where do you land, Mr. Houghton, Mr. Hogerton? <laughs> well, I don't think that it's a UFO. So you think you can explain it? 
No, I don't. I don't think that I can explain it. I can't tell you what it is, but I can tell you what it's not. And I don't think it's a UFO. Okay. I think I think that there is some kind of some kind of gases being leaked out there, or something like something explainable that we just don't have an explanation for yet. That's causing the Marvel lights. I don't think that there's an alien ship that comes to that place regularly for it just seems like if i was an alien and i was coming to earth there are places that maybe maybe you get tired of coming to like the middle of like west texas to just like sit in a certain spot and move around yeah maybe maybe for hundreds of years maybe but we can't explain it we don't know what it is you should go to Marfa and check it out. You should you should see for yourself. It was kind of eerie mm-hmm. because I did expect to see nothing, and I a hundred hundred percent expected you to see something and for me to go like, "What do you t-? like?" No, yeah. there's there's nothing. And I expected you to debunk everything, and you couldn't technically do that. Not yet. I welcome the opportunity. <laughs> I welcome it. Oh, man. It was a lot of fun, though. It actually, it was so fun. I couldn't believe we both had such a good time that early in the morning. Like, it was just like, wow, this is like, how crazy yeah, is this? It was a lot of fun. A great way to start that day. Like, it was it was a lot of fun. Yeah. But we were only there for about 24 hours. Yeah, um, before, pretty fast. Before we left. Um, but that was about right for us. Like we got to, you kind of got to, we got to see a lot of it, uh, do a lot of the stuff. A few things that we wished had been opened. But um, I think even if they had, we would have got to do those things. And so like a, a quick weekend there is like really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, from there, we made our way to Big Ben and we went in the National Park and, and did that, um, which is only a few hours away from Marfa. Uh, so we'll we'll save the Big Bend part of that yeah. trip for um, another time. But it was it was great, like yeah. a really cool place. Yeah, Marfa. Oh my gosh, it's a photographer's dream. So if you love taking photos, you are gonna want to make the trek out there. It'll be worth it. Um, and you can see some of our photos and videos that we captured, including the Marfa lights on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. We're going to put it out there. Um, and um, and then, of course, if you like today's episode, please um, just real quickly rate and review the podcast. Subscribe to Travel FOMA from wherever you're listening. And then you can learn a little bit more about us at TravelFOMAPodcast.com. That's right. And next week, uh, be sure to come back because we are going to take you back to Colorado uh, to a winter wonderland. Sweater weather. We're going to talk about sweater weather. It's great. Yeah. And both of the times that we went to uh, Pagosa Springs, um, it was Christmas. Yeah. So that's where we're talking about next uh, next episode is because of Springs. And we've had like little white Christmases there, which is so fun. It's a holiday extravaganza place to be. Um, and it's really going to make you guys start wanting to plan a Christmas vacation. For sure. Right now. So, Perfect yeah. Place and you should Christmas. start doing that because life is short. Wander well. 